next door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready, and let's get into it. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian, and with me is Hi. Hi. So this is our second episode in our Till Death Do Us Part theme for the month of June. Yeah. Because June is weddings month. Yeah. And nothing says I love you like being dead. Till death do us part. They didn't get very far. No. That's really mean joke on some of these cases, but you know. This one's really sad. Yeah. Um they're all really sad, let's face it. Um I don't know. This one is so needlessly sad. It just right. didn't have to happen. Pointless, senseless, and terrible. And the case, I'm just going to get into it today. <laughs> yeah. Because we have some fun business time at the end. And I, you know, if you're like me, listeners, or as Maris calls you, tea bags. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's awful. Notice I said Maris said, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Um, I skip people's business time, mm-hmm. but this time you should stay tuned because yeah. we have a contest. Yeah, and it and might you could win you. it. You could win it. You yeah. don't know. All right, so this case is about Molly Watson. Mm-hmm. Now, Molly Watson was born December fifteenth, nineteen eighty-two. So I mean, she's young. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, I think, a year older than Maris. So she'd be forty wow. today if she'd lived. She grew up in Moreau County excuse me, Monroe County, Missouri, and to set the scene of what Monroe County is like, because I always like to know where people come from. I think it influences who they are. Absolutely. Um, this is Amish country. Oh, that well, that would influence you. Yeah. So we live in kind of, I see a lot of Amish, and what's the other one that's not? Mennonite. Am- Mennonite, thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. My brain just said no. Um, I see them a lot at Walmart. Yes. Buying mini apples. Yes. <clears throat> I, I don't know why. And they're making yummy stuff. They are. And I don't know if you guys, like, I know a lot of you are in foreign countries, and some of you are on the various coasts and maybe you're not familiar with the Amish, but they live a very simple life without electricity. And I know Mennonites allow a few more, like, modern contrivances. Right, but they all dress the same. They have a very strict, like, um, minimalist. Yes. You know, kind of. Um, and. I recommend if there's an Amish community near you to eat their food. Eat their food. Holy fucking shit. Yes. Yes. So good. Stupid. Now, she's not Amish. But she she grew up in... Yeah, and she came from a small family, just her mom and dad. She has an older brother, and she had a sister who died in infancy that she never Mm -hmm. met. And she was, it's it's really an idyllic kind of rural lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a bunch of banjos like where we live. Um, <laughs> it's the area of North America that Mark Twain wrote about. Okay. So it's like rural Americana, very mm-hmm. idyllic. Mm-hmm. And she had a very uneventful childhood. It was just your typical, like, mom and dad are still together. Family all gets along. And she's very close to her family, especially her older brother, Tim. She did well in school. And she went on to college to receive a bachelor's and then her master's in psychology. And, y'all, that's legit. Yeah. Getting a master's is hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. And especially focusing that hard in psychology. And, and she, you know, she kind of waffled around what she was going to do for a living. She worked in a corrections facility and in education and kind of went between those two. Molly also really loved YouTube. And she posted there a weekly vlog about her daily life. And I've watched them, and they're super cute. She's just a super cute, wholesome person. She's very kind, very sweet, very into, like, geek and nerd culture, although she didn't want to be called a nerd. She liked being called a geek. Um, Yeah. Into fandoms and video games like Legend of Zelda (laughs) and Star Wars and all that stuff. And she liked Renaissance festivals and Disney. Mm. I just, you know, we know people like that, right? Mm -hmm. I know a million Mm -hmm. Mollies, and they're all very (laughs) sweet people. Right. And she, it's just one of those type of people that has no enemies, not ever in their entire life. Like, how could they? And she was tiny. Nice. She was only 4'11". She was just itty-bitty. Oh, I would have loved her. You would have loved her. Yeah. She was just very bubbly and full of kindness and sweetness. And something else I really liked about her is that she started her own nail polish business called oh. Shine Spark. Wow. And it actually was really starting to take off. Good for her. And Yeah. And she actually looked at the nail polishes. They're really cute colors and yeah. stuff. And little nail patterns polish. on her nails. It's not easy to do. It's like, not easy to make shit. nail polish is, mm-hmm. like, not easy. I've done it. Yeah. It's not It's not a walk in the park. Mm-hmm. It's a balancing, and you have to know color theory. It's like, you yeah. know, making soap isn't easy. It's yeah. very similar. And she had bath bombs and stuff, too. It was super cute Aww. stuff. And she had a, quite a few followers on Instagram, and she was really getting her little business going. And you can still see and visit this Instagram, and I will link it in the description. Yeah. It is so sad now because all the comments are like, rest in peace, and I miss Baby. you. And I just hate that. Oh, my God. You know, it's I, re- I have lots of friends who've passed away on Facebook, mm. and every once in a while, you know, yeah. I'll see their page pop up, and yeah. it makes me so... Sad, but I'm kind of also glad those pages are there. Absolutely. You know what I mean? To remember my friend. Mm -hmm. She also, like, was like a lucky person most of the time. And she had this little quirk where if she went by a soda machine, she would press all the buttons. And almost every time, a soda would come out. That's so cute. It's a cute little quirk, right? It's like she believed in magic in the world. She did believe in magic in the world, for sure. She was kind of... I hesitate to say naive, but like a little bit. Right. She was a very trusting person. Just so gentle. She was a very gentle person. So she got married in her early 20s, but this marriage failed kind of right right away. Hey, mine too. Same though. (laughs) Same. This is my third marriage I'm on. Yep, me too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And... She had a son from her first marriage that she named Declan, and Declan was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. And despite going through a divorce while pregnant with a special needs child, Molly was happy because Declan was her world. She loved her son, and they are they were very, very close. Mm. Yeah. Molly reconnected with a friend named Amber, and the two of them were in a relationship for five years. And I love that. And I just kind of think, like, man, if she had stayed with Amber, none of this would have happened to her. Don't you hate that? Like, the shoulda, coulda, woulda stuff? 
Yep. Mm-hmm. And Amber really helped care for Declan because his <sighs> needs, you know, it's hard yeah. to care for a special needs child. Yes, yes. And yes. I'm not denigrating special needs children. I have two. Yeah. Um, it just, it is extra work. It's, it's, it is extra it's, work. You know, it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of learning, too, as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um and you well there's a reason why it's called special needs like mm-hmm. they need extra stuff that you wouldn't normally give a you know neurotypical person child, yeah. yes and i'm actually really glad my kids um are on the autism spectrum spectrum because it's kind of helped me realize I'm probably also on yeah. the autism yeah. spectrum yeah. there yeah. ain't a neurotypical soul in this no. house Mm-mm. and we Mm-mm. like it that way so while Amber is staying at home watching Declan, Molly goes on to work at a correctional facility. And it's there she met a man named James Addy. And they, James and Molly immediately hit it off. They, like, become fast friends. And uh, something about working together every single day in a it's tough a environment. Husband. It's work husband. And mm-hmm. I don't. I experienced this when I was in a relationship that wasn't great. I often got very flirty with some coworkers that I found attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's usually your home life, something's missing. Yes. And you're filling it with your work life. Mm-hmm. And that leads to romance at work. And that's exactly what happened. She fell completely head over heels for James. And that obviously is going to, be a problem for her relationship with Amber. In fact, Amber caught them in a hotel room together. No. Yeah. And that ended their relationship. No. And Amber was completely devastated. God damn it. Yeah. That sucks. It does suck. I hate this part of the story. I wish yeah. she'd stayed with Amber. But, you know, we don't know what went on in that relationship. Right. We I don't want to sugarcoat it. Yeah. Because clearly she wasn't happy or she would have stayed. So... She moved back home, Molly did, with her parents after the end of that relationship to kind of get her life back together, you know, because it was a five-year relationship. And she wanted to continue her romance with James, who was 16 years older than her. Mm. It's already just a field of red flags for me. Look, when you're in your 30s, because she's 35 at the time, when you're in your 30s, it's not really a big deal if someone's much older than you. Yeah, it's just you not. kind of plateau. You do plateau, and your maturity levels off. For me, I stopped at age 17. Especially assigned male at birth. Yeah. <laughs> you just, at some point, a the 50, learning A 56-year-old cis man is, you know, going to uh-huh. have the same, like, maturity level as a 35-year-old. And then when they hit, like, you know. 70, they're immediately peepaw stage. Yeah. Got a junk Love drawer it. full of screwdrivers Love and rubber it. bands. Love it. Yes. So James Addy had a typical upbringing. There wasn't any event that would signal what was going to happen. You know, sometimes we talk about people's backgrounds saying, oh, well, their childhood was a wretched hive of scum and villainy and he was beaten to death by hangers or whatever. Nothing in that his background points to that. However, he did enlist in the Marines and fought in Desert Storm. And y'all... I'm not saying, like, people with PTSD are going to go murdering or anything. I'm not saying that. But untreated PTSD can lead to a whole host of problems, including blackouts and anger Mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. I know. I had untreated PTSD for many, many years from a horrific car accident that almost killed me. And 
I, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not going to diagnose it. But that was the little thing in his background that kind of popped up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for all like intents and purposes, he seemed okay. By the time he meets Molly, he's been married four times. And what can I say to that? I know. I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't yeah. make exceptions for myself, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, and that could say something about someone's story, or but it that could, could not. Yeah, exactly. Just maybe yeah. just a little too quick to trust, and you get excited, and you get married, and oops, it's not the right. It doesn't work out. Or you know, it, the marriage was three years, and that's just what the marriage was. You know, people like grow some, apart. It sometimes happens. it happens, especially when you're young. And you know what? Love stories don't have to be forever. No, they don't. No. I, I take it from, like, the way this story has played out so far that this guy is a douchebag. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to give him any sympathy, but I just mean, like, stories we're in general. Saying, look, when we're... I don't want to criticize the perpetrator in any of these stories in such a way someone in a similar circumstance thinks I'm criticizing them. Right. I don't want to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we both are on our third marriage. Uh-huh. You know, if one of our listeners is on their fifth or sixth Two marriage... Bags, yeah. Doesn't... <laughs> But, you know, it's like, like, I don't fucking care. Marry yeah. as many people as you want, as often as you want. Michael it's your life. Six. Fuck yeah. Like, that's amazing. But as far as this guy is concerned, that's just what was going on in his life. Yeah. And his last marriage had stuck around longer than the others. He had two children from that marriage. And they're older children. He had, like, out of the Marine Corps... He marries his last wife. He becomes an auto mechanic and then works at this correctional facility. Gotcha. It seems like a lot of jobs that require brute strength. Yeah, he's a very hands-on type of dude. And I don't know. James is described as a good guy, a family man, a good friend, and a hard worker. Most cops are. Was it a cop? Oh, okay. Just works. He's like a a guard. It's a little bootlicky, but not yeah. as not as bad. <laughs> Molly and James' relationship seemed to be perfect, at least from what Molly said. Mm. They frequently traveled together, rarely fought, and after seven long years of dating, wow. Molly told her family that James had proposed and they would soon get married. Seven years of dating is a long time. That is a long-ass time. That's almost a decade of just, like, hanging out. Yeah, and they're not living together at any point during this. Right. Molly was over the moon, and it was all she could talk about, think about, and she started planning for her wedding right away. She wanted a Disney Renaissance-themed wedding. She'd even chosen her colors, which were burgundy and gold. So she's just kind of an innocent person. Honey, it's going to be beautiful. Well, it would have been. Yeah, I know. It did not occur. So... There's a pause here because there's a whole field of red flags at this point. Yeah. Her family hardly ever meets this guy. Now, remember, she lives with her parents and she's close with her family. And they meet him maybe a handful of times in seven years. And in that seven years, he is evasive, defensive. And oh, he's dating. Really and he's seeing other people. Well, yeah, that's what that says. Of course, if you're not if if you're not basically up your partner's ass all the time, you're probably up other people's asses too. And I'm not talking about individual interests and jobs. No, but in seven years, yes, y'all, that's what we mean. Like your parents should basically be married to him too in seven years. My God, I mean, there are exceptions. Like my family, 
we wouldn't go see them if they were like, I don't know, if money was flying out of their ass just for me because no, they're but toxic they lived people. together. That's like, yeah, he, he barely visited her house. That's exactly in right. seven years. They're meeting at hotels frequently. She never goes to his place ever. My mouth is agape. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't like that at all. That's and shady. The, and, like, her family tried to be happy for her, but they barely knew this no, dude. No, honey. He was treating you like the side bitch. Tim, Molly's older brother she was super close to, didn't even, at this time of the engagement, know James's last name. Oh, and I find this interesting, yeah. considering how close she is with her family. And I'm sure this bothered her. It definitely wasn't her doing. I think James was trying to isolate her from her family simultaneously, even yeah. though she lived there. He clearly wanted a completely separate life from them. Yes, and he wanted them to know as little as possible. Exactly. When James did infrequently come around her family, he seemed shifty, evasive. He wouldn't answer direct questions. He wouldn't make eye contact with people. And I want to take a brief aside for this to talk about eye contact and as far as trustworthiness is concerned. Uh Well, Maris, my husband, is autistic, and he cannot make eye contact with people. It freaks him out. It's overwhelming. It's like a sensory issue for him. Yes. But there's no one more trustworthy on the planet than Maris. Right. The most honest, loyal, trustworthy person on Earth. Right. And it is a hallmark of autism that sometimes it's hard to make eye contact. We are not... But he's not autistic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. But that was never any of the diagnoses that have been handed out to him. Um, No, it's... I think, you know, I just want to point that out anytime, like in my research, something like that pops up. I always want to clarify. Right. It's not always the case, even it's though it was noted in this case by other people. Yes. It's not always the case that if somebody doesn't look you in the eyes, that they're obviously sh- like shady yeah. as fuck. And they, they saw it as a red flag, her family. I mean, I, in this situation, I could see that for sure. Yeah. So Tim said, and I quote, that James put off bad vibes. I don't even know the dude, and he's putting off bad vibes to me. He's stanky. Mm Mm-hmm. The family was so unsure of James and their relationship that not a lot of them believed that the wedding was even going to happen, despite her, like, insistence that it would. On April... It was on... (laughs) My notes have glitched out. I know. Like mine do it to me all the I'm time. Like, I know. I'm thing? just laughing at you because it's cute. I'm like, what the <laughs> he do? On April, it's either going to be the 25th or 26th. And I do believe it was the 26th. Um, it's just a few days before their wedding was supposed to happen on the 29th. Molly and James went to their county courthouse and obtained their marriage license. You have to do like this. Like you do. Yeah. If you haven't been married before, mm-hmm. like, cause we got a lot of young people that listen. Oh, okay. Influencing young minds. Sorry. <laughs> you might need therapy, uh, after listening to me. Um, yeah, you go have to go to the county courthouse ahead of your wedding, yeah. usually about a week ahead, mm-hmm. and you pick up your marriage license. Because it takes a couple days to file with the state. With the county everything. clerk mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So that's what they're doing yeah. ahead of the wedding. However, James was late, and Molly arrived first, kind of all by herself. And the county clerk said that she was just the nicest, sweetest person. She was so happy and so Sweet bubbly. baby. She was fun to talk oh, to. Honey. And like he enjoyed helping her with her paperwork. And James Addy was a stark contrast when he arrived late. He seemed to be in a foul mood, 
And the clerk is quoted as saying, it was clear this was not the place he wanted to be. Oh, my God. Once again, James is evasive when asked questions. The clerk noted that he became agitated and defensive when he asked certain questions, like, had he been married before? <gasps> and look, y'all, they have to ask Yeah, them. They do. Yeah. And th- these are just the standard questions that clerks yeah. have to answer. Molly was quick to try and soothe him. And I, you can see it on, like, the CCTV footage. She, like, hugs him, and she's, like, petting his arm because he's agitated. Yeah. Because she noted how upset that he was. She was like that, though. She was kind of placating. You know I'm just I mean? so upset because, like, I know I've been married three times, but each time you go up to the, the county clerk's office... It's exciting. It's exciting. You're sitting there buzzing. You're like, yay, I get to do the thing. We're, we're doing the thing. Yeah. And it's usually, like, you and your partner are super fucking stoked. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, all what three the fuck? times. Yeah, what the fuck? to be there. Um, like, weirdly, the third time, Maris was so fucking nervous. Well, I understand. Bless yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Because they had just legalized yeah. gay marriage in yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. And he was so scared they would tell us no. Well, he already hates going into public places, especially offices. Oh, not his favorite. It's like no. the very, it's already like an already nerve-wracking He's just experience. just sweaty. Bless him. The yeah. pictures are so cute from that day, too. He's just sweaty and like his smile's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. This should be like a totally yeah. beautiful, happy occasion. And he's just pissed well, off. And it would it would definitely just be more evident there because of the stark contrast to every other person that comes up to that desk. You know, that clerk, exactly. that county clerk. We'll never expects, forget that shit. Yeah. Expects this like this response. Happy and, couple. And they didn't happy, get happy, that happy. response. Absolutely not. Zero happiness. It's disgusting. He can't even put on a fucking he show. He can't even fake it, you asshole. Fake it for five minutes. She was so cute. It makes, it makes me, me so, so mad. mad. <laughs> <laughs> so what's interesting in this kind of part of the story is that James Addy said his marriage to his fourth wife, Melanie, had ended only six months before. It was clear that the relationship with Molly had started out as an affair, whether she knew it or not. And James told Molly that Melanie had died two weeks prior to them going to get the marriage license in a car accident. Oh, and that's how your marriage ended? Nope. They got divorced six months ago, and then two weeks before they go to the courthouse, she's died. So you don't even have to worry about her, because she is dead, right? Yay! But a little while prior to this, cracks were already beginning to show in the relationship. Molly's texts reveal that she sensed something was off. She frequently texted him things like, are you sure you still want to marry me with my anxiety? Because she had really high anxiety. Honey, baby. Oh, my. So terrible. Oh, my God. She blamed herself. With my anxiety. Like, it was her fault. Like, are you sure... Like, I'm such a burden because I'm anxious. Look, we live in the United States. Everybody in this country is anxious. Yeah. You're not a burden. Point, like, I'm afraid of going to anywhere yeah. without getting shot to yes. death. Yes. Yes. You heard about Tulsa. Like, that's my hometown, y'all. Yeah. And yesterday, six people, um, five people, including the shooter, ended up being killed at a fucking hospital. We're not safe anywhere. Can't send my kids to school. Can't mm-hmm. go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Can't go to the grocery mm-hmm. store. And it's a good thing we're not religious, but you can't go to church either. No, they'll shoot you there, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, y'all, I had said we weren't going to cover any of these mass shootings, but we are trying to get a guest on who's a true crime author, and she does want to talk about them. It's it's a, so it's a discussion to have. I just don't think that we should des- designate like an entire month. For I don't want to designate so a month brutal. to it. I don't want it to be entertainment in any No, way. it needs to be a discussion, though. It's fucking, I guess, like, I it's just... It's a reality. Like, we need to talk I'm about so it. I'm so fucking frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad because, well, I won't even get into it right now. I know. Because my blood pressure, my blood pressure. I know. <laughs> Ooh, I'll go it, on forever, too. Yeah. So, other ways Molly was not feeling it was internet searches showed that she didn't quite believe James's story about Melanie Addy dying in a car accident. She'd been searching the internet for Melanie and her obituary. Oh... Two days before the big day, however, Molly's fears seemed to have been relieved. James was at the wedding venue with her and the wedding planner. He helped bring decorations and coordinate where to put flower, you know, the floral arrangements. And he seemed as happy as she was to be getting married. As long as he wasn't questioned about anything, he was good. My eyebrows raised. Yeah, everything's about to go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. That same night. After dropping off decorations at the venue on April 27th, 2018, Molly was found by a man taking a shortcut home from his mother's house on some back roads. Oh, baby. It was dark, and Glenn McSparren saw a car pulled not quite to the side of the road and someone laying in the road. Immediately, he called 911. The 911 operator told him to get out of his car and check on the person. Glenn did so and saw that Molly was dead. She was laying there. Her eyes are wide open. She's not breathing. She's been dead a while. Police were dispatched immediately to the scene. Molly was found in her pajamas. You know, clearly she'd just been going home, you know, to relax. Her marriage license was in the car on the passenger seat. She had blunt force trauma to her head and face, but ultimately the autopsy would find that she'd been shot once in the back of the head. An additional set of tire tracks were found at the scene. Casts were made of them, and the investigation was on. Investigators noted that Molly was still wearing her engagement ring, and her phone was found nearby, indicating that robbery is clearly not the motive for the killing. Yeah. When police went to James's house to inform him of his fiancée's murder, because his name's right there on the fucking marriage certificate, they were surprised when a woman answered the door. No. Yeah. No. It was James's fourth wife, Melanie Addy, alive and well and still married to James and had been for over 22 years. She was completely shocked. What the absolute fuck? Yeah. What the absolute fuck? She was, I mean, she the total left field for her. She didn't even suspect him of having an affair. I'm shook. What? Oh, my God. I don't... I don't like this. No, he's creepy. When James was interviewed by police, he admitted to the affair with Molly of seven years. He had no intention of divorcing Melanie and was still going to go through with marrying Molly. He told investigators, and I quote, I got involved in something I shouldn't have. No shit, asshole. Look, I can understand getting involved in something for two weeks. Motherfucker, seven years. That's not something I shouldn't have. I can even understand that. I mean, people are stupid. Whatever. But getting married? 
He liked his double life, is what I think. I think he enjoyed stringing two women along. Well, string them along then, but why get married? That's so unnecessary. I think when Molly, you're already I'm married. I'm gonna be honest. I think Molly put pressure on him to get married because she wanted to get married. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, then you say no and you and ate you don't it. fucking kill her. Absolutely, you do not, you do, not that. do that. No, God. Uh, I'm upset. He told investigators that despite all of this, he hadn't been with Molly on the night of the 27th. James had no alibi, though. He'd claimed he'd been out driving (laughs) to a friend's house. But when he arrived, the friend wasn't there. So he immediately went back home. Investigators checked James' car. His tire tread matched the tire imprint on the scene, because of course it fucking did. Glenn, the man who discovered Molly's body on the road, had passed a car on the way to that spot, matching James's car leaving the scene. Mm -hmm. Melanie, the wife, said James had left the house on the night of the 27th at about 7 p.m. and hadn't returned until after she'd gone to bed for the night so she wasn't really sure what time he'd gotten home only that to her it was late molly was found dead at nine like a little after 10 and so her time of death was estimated to be at about 9 20 p.m so y'all it was plenty of time for him to leave kill her Mm -hmm. clean up go home James's daughter sold him down the motherfucking river, and I am so proud of her. Good. There are interviews with her. She's just absolutely horrified. Her dad led this double life, killed somebody. She was just disgusted. Can you imagine how heartbroken you'd be if you found that out about your dad? Especially the woman that up. he killed. Like, it wasn't just any woman. Just you know what I mean? Just puff person. This, this amazing, beautiful, just... just a mother. A, a mother of a child with cerebral palsy? Like, what the fuck? Gross, right? Fucking gross. No, that child... Oh, my God. Piss me off. James's daughter told police she had been up late at night working on a school project that was due the next day. She said it was around 10 p.m. when her father got home. And I love how people keep saying this is super late. I'm like, that's like my four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I eat oh. dinner at 10. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, I am nocturnal and weird. Yeah. Yeah. The circumstantial evidence is really starting to pile up. His daughter said that right when he got home, he started a load of laundry and immediately got in the shower. In addition, he parked his car inside the garage, and these are all things he did not do. It was all out of, like, they seem minor, but usually, like, he'd take a shower in the morning, for example. Right. He never did laundry. Like, that's what his wife did. Right. And so it was weird to her, and that's why she remembered it and Mm -hmm. noticed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Melanie's wife had stated he'd left the house in blue jeans and a black jacket, something he frequently wore. Those articles of clothing were never found by investigators. It clearly had, like, gunshot residue on them, obviously. James also had a secret burner phone that he kept from his wife, and this was the phone he used to call and text Molly. Uh, Yeah, checks. There were several texts sent to Molly after she was dead. 
clearly these were to establish his innocence. Like, what'd you have for dinner, sweetie? Ew. Good night. I love you, sweetheart. Ew. But they seemed a little out of the ordinary, too. Like, they were a little saccharine, you know what I'm saying? Well, he doesn't talk like that. He doesn't treat her like that because he doesn't fucking like her. And he's just... He does. I think he so did, mad. but he couldn't control her. And I'll get to that in a second. I'm still His mad. motivation. So, Melanie Addy, after James was arrested, began to frantically search her house for evidence of his affair with Molly. She was just, like, fucked up over yeah. it. You would be. Absolutely. In the attic, she found a photo album with pictures of Molly and James on trips he'd taken with her. He told Melanie these trips were either with work, friends, or his job, and she'd never really suspected anything because he was private about his personal life, even with his wife. Right. And he had taken... Molly to Disneyland in Florida or is that Disney World? I don't fucking know. Mm. Um, and like she loved it there. And it just seems so manipulative when you look back on it, you know? I hate him. He's gross. I hate him. Yeah, and she never suspected anything. She did say that he was a controlling person prone to angry outbursts, which, duh. Melanie learned not to question him and he wasn't the type of person to open up to her. Right. She just kind of kept her, she kept her head down. Yeah. Mind her own business. Mm-hmm. James had been le- living a successful double life for seven fucking years, and I'm sure he's done this I was about before. to say, I was like, yeah, Come on. probably longer than that. So here's what investigators theorize, that Molly had become suspicious when she couldn't find Melanie's obituary. Yeah. And like any news of her death at all, probably found her social media pages and was like, this bitch is alive. And she confronted James and James viciously attacked her before shooting her in the back of the head. He made his choice. Phone records from Molly's phone showed fucking redundant as hell showed that on the night of her murder, she'd been on the phone with James the entire time. Just after she'd done searches again for Melanie's obituary. James was found guilty of murder in the first degree and sentenced to life in prison. The reason I don't mention his case is because his defense didn't even, like, fucking try. Their defense was, uh, he didn't do it, y'all. They didn't even cross-examine or witnesses or bring their own witnesses. They were just like, no. No. My client did not. (laughs) That's all I got, (laughs) y'all. Mic drop. (laughs) Mm. <laughs> That's so stupid. To, to be fair to James, he wants a new trial because he said his defense lawyer didn't do anything. And look, he deserves another chance because I've watched some like court footage and that was pathetic. Like <laughs> the guy just was, his heart was not in it. It was like, he guilty. I mean, I think so, but y'all yeah. should say he isn't. That's how the defense yeah. lawyer acted the whole time. Well, I mean, yeah. So maybe some lawyers have some soul. Uh, <laughs> I know my lawyer is an amazing woman, and I, I will. The ground that she walks the on. The lawyer is that represented me after my car accident. Um, listen, he's <laughs> dead now, so bless him. Uh, Joe Bufogel, little bulldog of men. Because the company, like, I won't talk too much about it because I don't want them to kill me. But they had ties to the mafia. Like, because it's waste management. is like, really, like, a lot of, like, organized crime ties. Really? I had five lawyers turn me down, even though my case was open Wait, and shut. Wait, waste management truck hit you? Yes. 
Oh, I didn't know that. He also had a suspended license for vehicular manslaughter, the driver of the truck, and was intoxicated. And almost did a vehicular manslaughter on you. Tried to move the trash truck to make it look like I hit him while I'm bleeding out in my car. Yeah. Only an eyewitness, an anonymous eyewitness, saw it and told the police before running off. Literally running off. Like, the guy didn't have a car, and the cops were kind of confused how he, like, appeared on scene and then vanished. My car accident was weird, y'all. Yeah. Everything in my life's weird. No. But, yeah, my lawyer was a good guy. Bless him. Yeah. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Joe. Hope you're not in hell, because you're all so kind of (laughs) slimy. Damn, dude, I hate this case. It sucks. She didn't deserve that. She's such a precious baby. She was so excited. So precious. And there's like a a video of her in her wedding dress on her YouTube channel. Yeah. And it was really cute. Oh my God. And like they show pictures, like there's pictures of her, like her phone. It has little anime cat stickers on it. I'm going to cry. It's like I'm crying so hard. She's just too precious. Like, how could you hurt her? How could you shoot her? How could you, how could you hit her in the face? Like, I couldn't. What the fuck? She was just like a tiny little person. She was just really sweet. Yeah, but I will uh, link to her Instagram and stuff so you guys can go see and maybe leave like a nice comment. This is one of those cases where like, it's really taking a lot of restraint for me to like, look up this guy and write him hate letters in prison. I don't want anybody to do that. No, I personally really wasted want your to. time and your breath. You it's know? stupid. I'm just really mad. <laughs> I'm just really mad. I Why really want her to be alive and have a happy ending. That's not That's fair. That's what she deserved. In it's my not opinion. Fair. Yeah. Sucks. <sighs> this month is going to be trust. Let me tell you this. And I, and, I'm not victim bl- blaming her in the slides, but trust your gut. She did. She she felt no, yeah, something was she wrong. Did. Yeah. Don't ever meet somebody on a dark fucking road, okay? Don't ever meet in a parking lot. If your gut's sending up some red flags, you just say, we can do this over text. It's fine. Yep. Wait till the next day during daylight. In a crowd. In a crowd. Like at a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I've been through these situations. Yeah. I've put myself in some really scary places because I didn't know any better. Same. And so I'm not judging Molly. She mm. was a trusting, innocent person. She did not deserve any of this. I'm telling this for y'all and your own safety and protection. Just in to the remember, future. remember these situations. When things are volatile and breakups, be in public, not in private. Mm-hmm. Don't let somebody do this yep. to you. Yep. And just advocate for yourself always. Yep. Love yourself before you love anybody yeah. else. Trust me on that. Your You're best interest. One. You, you, you. Yep. All right, y'all. It's. Business time. I want to talk about our contest first. This is kind of part of our cruel summer thing we got going on. Uh, Y'all, we about to hit our 100th episode. I'm I'm so so excited. excited. This is, I believe, episode 97. Yeah. So we have three more episodes to go. And the Maris Mondays do count. Yes. So on our 100th episode, we're going to have a little giveaway, okay? Mm -hmm. We're going to give away a Mm t-shirt, some soap, some stickers. It's going to be a cool little cruelty prize package. And trust me, they're cute. And the soap's amazing. So you don't even need to worry about that. Ridiculous. My soap's ridiculous. It's so good. You can smell You're it as you enter bougie, the room. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is not, mm-hmm. this is not your average soap. All right. Okay. It's got shea butter in it. Damn. 
So what you're going to do is on our 100th episode, this will be on our Facebook, so I don't care if you hate Facebook, go there. Um, I'll be posting about our 100th episode like I do on all of our cases. Mm -hmm. But in the 100th episode will be three magic words. No, I'm not telling you what they are because I don't even know yet. I haven't decided. We won't know until we get there. That's right. And neither will you. I'm going to pull a word out of my ass. That's right. We're just going to, as we say it. It's so it shall be. It'll be in the beginning, middle, and end of the episode, but I won't tell you when. It could be two words could be at the end, two could be at the beginning. We don't even know. I don't fucking know. But I will make a big deal. You will know it's the magic word. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go to our Facebook, share that post with the three magic words, and I will pick a winner out of a fucking hat. And I will announce it the next day, like in a week. I'll give you guys a week. A week? A couple weeks. We'll give you two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I'll announce a winner. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you like giveaways, which who doesn't? Do you like, like t-shirts? Do you, do you like soap and like stickers? Everybody and shit? likes merch. Everyone likes merch. Coffee mugs. I love merch. I too love it's merch. So awesome. If you like that stuff, you gotta get on our Patreon because we do giveaways frequently there. We also now have a Discord, which anybody can go to, but patrons get the VIP room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty mm-hmm. hot. Sounding. Patrons also get to know what our themes are in advance, so that way they can suggest cases cases to us, mm-hmm. and we can give them shout-outs for suggesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In addition, we have a private Facebook group for chit-chats and chit-chats. case suggestions. Mm-hmm. You get a bonus weekly episode, and it's off-topic. It's just kind of whatever we want to do in the moment. We pick some really fun stuff. I think some of our best episodes are on it's, it's our favorite episode of the week. Like It's, it's, yeah. it's the one thing that we want to talk most about we share it with you absolutely Mm -hmm. and so all of that plus no ads show notes you name it Mm -hmm. just five dollars a month yep so go to patreon.com slash cruelty to join and that's my business time for today yeah yeah our business time our business time you're just better at spitting it out yeah, I'm. I'm more of the like. You you got the role. Yeah, you know, I got the little top hat and the. Well, yeah, you're the all day bitch. I am an all day bitch, all I'm, night I'm, bitch too. I'm the girl at your ankles going, yeah, get, get him, get him, get him, fuck her up. And I'm like, why I'm, are you doing this? I'm to a me? rabid like like a uh, half breed Chihuahua. Yeah, yeah. And one eye is kind of bugged out too much. Yeah, yeah. but you're cute yeah. and you're plucky. Yeah, but are you gonna fight? No, no. you're gonna run away. I probably don't even have teeth. You know, it's just nubs. You're gnawing on your kibble, I'm not crunching it. <laughs> Anyway, I've gone off again on a very I love y'all. y'all. I love okay. you. So we get to actually like watch our numbers. Like we get to watch y'all listen yeah, to us fun. in real time because we're part of Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is fucking awesome. Amazing. And yeah, it's just an amazing platform so, to be on. Yeah, I, I wanted so to we, talk about it a little bit. Well, sure. Yeah. I just love that we get to li- we get to see where y'all are at. Mm-hmm. Like y'all in Australia. We love you. Canada, you're fucking amazing. Fucking the UK, oh yeah. my God, hi, I want to come visit. Like, you I love Africa. So amazing. Beautiful country, continent. Love it. Whatever. Love it. I'm bad love at geography. I love Forgive you. Me. And we get to like see you as a number pop up every single time you listen. And we and get excited. It makes us Also, so y'all, their monetization process, not only is it easy, it works. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. They're very supportive. Uh, they're, it they, makes making a podcast 
super fucking easy. Mm-hmm. And they, they speak to you individually. Like, when we first got on Buzzsprout, Buzzsprout on Twitter was like, hey, Lillian, hey, Willow. Yeah. Like, t- like talk to us by name and congratulate us every single milestone along the way. Every, like, 5,000 listens, 1,000 listen, like, they... They, they celebrate, celebrate us. us. And that's so fucking exciting. It is, you know, and for a bigger company to treat you like a small business, like that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so if any of y'all, because I know a lot of y'all, you message me and be like, I want to start a podcast, Lillian. What do I do? Get your buzz sprout. Y'all, seriously, do it. Do it. It is. It has changed our entire lives. It, it really has made has. podcasting way easier. Mm-hmm. I even think our audio quality is better on Buzzsprout. Just yeah. saying. Well, and our reach too. Like our reach a, is better. For a sure. lot of our new listeners, hi, um, <laughs> is mostly because of Buzzsprout. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I have a little affiliate link in the show notes. So, uh, like in the description of this episode, and you know, show us some love. It helps support this podcast, and it'll get you going for less too. Mm-hmm. So check them out. Love you guys, and we will see you next time. Find us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.